Welcome back to the Doster Roster Podcast. I am your host, Paul Doster. I am joined by my co-host, Claire Doster. Claire, say hello. Hello, everyone. And uh, today, we have a little bit of a different kind of podcast than that we've done in the past. This one is more of a topic of just something I've never really heard anybody talk about in sports before, and just kind of wanted to talk about it and see if anybody else has this kind of a idea or thought or theory uh, behind it, or if anybody can relate to it. I'm going to go ahead and explain some facts to you, and then I'll really dive into what I'm driving at and the take-home point of uh, what I want you to understand. So, and the topic is about baseball, and I haven't covered baseball in this podcast yet uh, in any depth, really. Do you like baseball at all, Claire? Do you, do you think it's an enjoyable sport? Um, I think baseball suffers from TV, to be honest. Um, I have to say it's it's much more enjoyable in a stadium setting. Uh-huh. I think it also suffers from such a huge schedule. Sure. Like 118? 62. Oh, my gosh. 162 games. Regular season. In the regular season. And... You lose importance. No game matters at that point. Like, mm-hmm. until you're really getting into the playoffs, I don't see the point in watching. Is it called the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. Playoffs. I don't know if they had a special name for it. So, I really would not watch a baseball game on TV. Um, in the playoffs, maybe. In the World Series, yes. I still wouldn't enjoy that much, and I would probably switch back and forth. So, if I was there, I think I'd enjoy it more and I have been to a baseball game and it is fun being in the crowd definitely but just sitting at home and watching it is just like watching paint dry it's so boring to me it's just incredibly I, boring I, I would say that playoff baseball is unlike regular season like it's completely different it's actually one of the most exciting type of uh, sport to watch I believe personally well the crowd is so into it sure yeah, being there is obviously a huge thing. It's a huge factor for, you know, whatever reason, either like legendary ballparks or just like the atmosphere or whatever the case might be. It definitely brings a different element to why baseball is more exciting live than just being at home. I feel the same way about soccer and hockey, though. Both of yeah. those, I think, are much better at the stadium, whereas football I actually find more entertaining at home because I can see what's happening and hear what's happening better. Um, but I think it's fair to say that you know baseball is a very slow game compared to most sports. Uh, there's not a lot of scoring. I mean, it's right up there, I guess, with like hockey, and it's it's more scoring than soccer. But um, you know, compared to I guess the other two sports, it's of uh, you know basketball and football. It's not as much scoring involved. And, like, for instance, this year, just opening day in 2019, there were 668 foul balls, 498 whiffs, so meaning uh, batters were at the plate. They swung but didn't hit anything. So a strike. Oh, I guess they're specifying that they swing. They they said something that they swing. Yeah. 247 strikeouts. And only 197 hits for all... How many games? Okay, so that was over a course of 15 games. So 30 teams. Okay. That was 
the case. And so that is a, compared to the average, that's very high in terms of not a lot of balls in play. So there's not a lot of action on the baseball diamond. So it's a lot of just kind of standing around and waiting for something to happen. What I think makes baseball unique, and, and it's I think it's, this is nothing, nothing that I've ever heard of is what I'm about to say, is that baseball is very much a defensive sport. And it's the only one of its kind. Because it's the only, at least American sport, in which the defense controls the game. The defense actually controls the ball, and they are the ones that actually put the ball like into action or into play. Right. It's not the offensive team that has the ball and then scores or decides what is done. It's the defensive team. Mm-hmm. And there's no and and they've tried over you know the past couple of years to make the game faster or to make the game more interesting uh, in terms of you know uh, using a pitch clock so that they have to pitch the ball in a certain period of time or they reduce the amount of mound visits so they can't they, they can only go up a certain amount of times uh, ultimately like limiting that time period shortening the game up a little bit. Uh, shortened commercials, or they don't cut to a, like a complete commercial, which is like a half screen kind yeah, of a I've thing. Seen that. Uh, and pitchers and pitchers don't get as many warm up pitches because they used to be that you get they would get eight warm up pitches no matter Jeez, what. That's a lot. Now it's another timed factor, so they don't do that. But and I don't, but I don't think it's really helped the game. Uh, it's actually a quote as saying that the, that the the game of baseball, its fan base, is too male, too white, and too old. Yeah, they're going to die out. It, of the major sports, it has the oldest spectator by far. Uh, half of its audience is 55 or older. Wow, half? Which is an, a 41% increase from a decade ago. So that's, wow. that's definitely a lot of it's people. It's all those boomers. So, uh, so like of all the other sports, like I said, it's the only one that really the defense dictates play. Right. There, like basketball, obviously, it goes. It's, it's a very quick game between offense and defense. You know, teams can be on, on offense for a second and then back to defense immediately. They're constantly going back and forth. Football, obviously, offense controls the ball, and the defense just tries to stop them. Uh, Tennis, I mean, tennis is constantly offense, defense, offense, defense. Uh, and I think what's another interesting point about baseball in terms of its history is I think if you look at, like, the record books in terms of, you know, hits and home runs, RBIs, stolen bases. Stats. And all those stats. We've, the game has been around for so long now. That's it, true. We basically reached the highest level of you know human success or of you know human uh, of records because usually if you look at like where baseball started and then like who set the record and then like when it, get, it got broken it's a very steep increase in terms right. of like the records being set but then over the years it really kind of tapers off and there's not much left just because we've pretty much done it all we've pretty much like are as good as we can get. Um, there's obviously outliers, but 
Um, in order to break, and there's some people out there who think that certain breakers, a lot of them are baseball, are just unbreakable. So my my whole idea here is that I think that this is a game. So since this is one of the only games in America in which the defense controls the pace of play, it's difficult for fans to grasp this sport in which all the other sports have only gotten better in terms of offensive efficiency. For instance, basketball, three-point shooting has, I don't want to say skyrocketed, but drastically improved. Oh, definitely. Like, shooting percentages have only gone up. Steph Curry, once he gets past half court, is considered in range. Yeah. So he can shoot the ball and make it. Same thing with James Harden or Kevin Durant, Bron James, any of those guys. Scoring has only gone up. If you look at the most recent basketball games, they're scoring in the 130s, 120s on a regular basis. And then if you look at last last year's NFL season, offenses are only getting bigger and faster. The game of the year in the NFL by most people would be the Chiefs and the Rams with a total combined score of 105 points with the Rams winning 54 to 51. 20 years ago, that was not even like an idea. No, it's definitely gotten crazy. And, and because the rules for both sports, two of the other major sports in North America, have changed to accommodate offenses. You're right. And for, for instance, in football, the defense, there's been a lot of rules for the defense. They can't hit the quarterback as hard. They can't, you know, there's a lot more, you know, defenseless receivers. If they hit him in the head, they could possibly get ejected. They can't uh, use contact with the receivers. Um, the defensive backs can't. They can hit him in the first five yards. But after the first five yards, they pretty much can't touch them. Yeah. Or else it's a flag. And then, so that's obviously in, uh, produced more scoring games. And if you've noticed in the past, maybe... 10 years or so, maybe a little less. All, like, it seems like every quarterback, like Patrick Mahomes last year had 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, and it's his second year in the NFL. Right. And he won the MVP. So they've designed these rules, and they've designed their type of play to be more offensive, be more scoring, be more yards, be more of this. And the same thing with the NBA. They've designed, you know, in the 90s and early 90s, they used a lot more hand-checking and a lot more uh, of a physical style of play so that they could have... Uh, and, and I remember uh, the, the De- Detroit Pistons in like 2004, 2005 era, uh, maybe even earlier than that, maybe back to 2002, they would have a lot of defensively battled games where final scores was... In the NBA, we're talking like 75, 68. Wow. And that kind of stuff. But now that we've moved out of that... And they've gotten rid of hand checking, and uh, they're much quicker to call f- uh, like flagrant fouls and uh, ejections and technicals. There's a lot more scoring, so they've kind of pushed more scoring in these sports and at a lot higher rate. And it seems like almost everybody's doing it. Right. Where baseball, on the other hand, is only since the defense controls the ball, they and their pitchers are only getting better. And faster, and they're 
eat all these pitchers are coming up with more pitches in their arsenal and they're having different sorts of rotations to cover for certain players and all that kind of stuff it limits that scoring that you that you are used to seeing in the other sports do you think that some of this has to do with technology just because the advancements in technology have helped us be able to see a player's shot on a video and say do you see how you're flicking your wrist this way? And show them, right? Right. That wasn't something you could do. Even in the 60s, 70s, that would have been difficult to do. Whereas now you can hold your cell phone up and say, I recorded you run through you know, this drill. Sure. Let me show you a couple things. Yeah. Much easier to review play. Um, I wonder if that is part of why you're saying really that the one controlling the ball has gotten better and better in all these sports, yeah. right? So in uh, NBA, NFL, that means offense. So quarterbacks have gotten better. They can do better research on the teams. They can have better film. They have better, they have better analysts coming to you with every single game. There's some crazy stat that like the announcer just throws out there like it's no big deal. Like mm. this is the first time in 35 games that so-and-so's name started with a C has won a touchdown. And you're like, what? Right. Like the most ridiculous stats. They know all of them. And they can pull them up on a computer in two seconds. Yep. So I wonder if some of this is not just that the rules are all changing because they are changing to protect the players, which inevitably protects the people with the ball, yeah. right? But also the technology has gotten so fast. You can teach pitchers faster. You can teach quarterbacks faster. Mm-hmm. You can teach shooters faster. You can teach routes faster. I wonder if that is some of it. Do you, I mean, have you considered that? Is that? Do you think that's part of why it's boomed so much in the 2000s, 90s era when we're getting all this technology that's handheld and... You can look at it immediately. I do think that that plays a part. Absolutely, you know, for absolutely. I just think. I mean, even that, that the pitching box. It definitely plays a, a part, and it definitely you know have a, a factor. And I, but I think it just it goes with you know the type of sport that you're looking at. So if you're getting better from in your sport where the offense controls the ball, obviously the offense is going to improve. When you see the games improve, two of the sports are improving offensively, where one is improving defensively. Because obviously, like I said, football and basketball, offense controls the ball. Baseball, defense controls the ball. So when you watch the other two sports, you're watching an offensive-controlled game. Right. In baseball, you're watching a defense-controlled game. Right. So I think it's difficult, especially now, for whatever reason, because I think, also, I think a lot more kids are going, or uh, when they first get introduced to sports, they don't, this is actually a fact, they don't go to baseball first. They go to either football or basketball and then they come around to baseball. Really? Yeah. In the past um, 15 years, there's been a decrease in like little kids leagues? playing Little League. That's fascinating to me because so I, think I played Little League and basketball like at the same time. Yeah. Like When I turned like five or six or whatever the age was, I joined my local Little League and also my local basketball league and played them both because basketball was like Fridays and Little League was Saturdays or something like right. that. Right. But if you um, if you look at 
like if you watch like Sports Center's like top ten plays. Yeah. And usually like the play number ten, let's just say, it's usually uh, you know a basketball game. Some guy makes a crazy crossover and he gets the basket and it's a dunk, right? And then if they then they move on to the next play, soccer a guy makes a crazy move. And he scores a goal where he bends it and he turns you know, into the net. Goalie barely misses it. Next play, football guy drops back to pass, makes a crazy you know, pass while the guy's trying to tackle him, makes a move, gets to the end zone. Baseball, it's a guy making a diving effort to get the out. Or it's a guy catching in the outfield like up on the fence. All defensive plays. Well, I actually think the issue there is it's not flashy at all. Right, and I think that the, it that's the thing. It's because it's a defensive play. It's because they're trying to prevent a score. Okay. You see? So, in the, but I think some of the very impressive plays, it's just you see it kind of all the time. Is like a guy makes a dive over on third. Yeah. And then he just kind of whips it around to, to first, first. And gets the and he, double. And the guy, like, stretches out as far as he yeah. can get and gets the out. That's and an that's, exciting play in real life. that's taken for granted. But that's right. a very difficult play. It is. For whatever reason, it's very it's just a it's just, it's just the defense who's preventing him from getting on base. Yes. And for whatever reason, that's just not exciting. Well, it's not offense driven, which the exciting thing is the offense fighting to get there. It's hard to see the fight when it's one guy standing at bat. The only time to me that you can really see it is when like a guy has to steal. Like this is the game. I got to steal a base to get there, and that one second is very exciting. Right. But then it's still like, oh, he struck out, so he can't get home. And you know, and even like other sports, like even fighting, they never are going to like highlight a player's defensive tactics. Right. Like they're like they always they always show the knockouts. Right, you're right. They're not showing... The run up the wall and kick him across the face. Well, what what I'm saying is they're not showing him either blocking or dodging punches. You know what I'm saying? Well, do you think that's... Do you think some of that's because the layman can't see that and understand it? Or like you've never seen like a a sports center top ten. You've never seen a sack. Because Mm. that's just not... Maybe if they fumbled it and then they picked it up and scored. Because they turned it into offense. Can I... I'm having a thought right now. And, and, can... and in basketball, very rarely is a block or even a steal like a top play. Unless he sends it into the fifth row or something, is it a very like exciting play? I think if the bench reacts. Or if like, the bench reacts, yeah. which has been more common. Yeah. Um, I have a thought about, you were saying the age gap here, mm-hmm. is that the older generation is watching baseball and the younger generation is not at all. Mm-hmm. And we're part of that younger generation who doesn't watch baseball. Okay. I mean, we don't. Um, even you who watches a ton of sports really rarely watches baseball. I don't watch it as as much as like avid baseball fans. Right. Which we're saying are 55 plus right. on average. So... I wonder, just thinking about what I enjoy and don't enjoy about baseball, here's the thing. In football, basketball, soccer, and hockey, actually thinking about it, there can be a play I've never seen before or a highlight I've never seen happen or Mm. some insanity that has just, like, even in hockey, say, like, it hits off the 
you know, hits off somebody's stick that was out of nowhere and then bounces off something and lands in the net. Craziness can happen. I'm not even a big hockey fan. And I can see how crazy that was and get excited about it. Sure. Football, as we know, guy falls down while he's catching it. It bounces off his chest. He makes the completion. You're like, wow, I've never seen that in my whole life. That was amazing. Baseball doesn't have that. And maybe it's because the offense isn't controlling the ball. But their highlights literally always look the exact same to me. Even if they make the top ten. It's what you said, somebody catching it at third and then slinging it to first. Or some crazy pop fly that they catch off like the fence or the, you know, the catcher rips his mask off and dives into a row to catch it over like three people getting in his way. But it's always the same. And I think that with our culture, who you can literally be on your phone and going to see something more interesting. You can literally go to YouTube and see a million different things that every single video is different. Watching the same thing every week, every other day, because their schedule is so huge, is boring. We're like, I saw this yesterday. What's interesting about this? What's going to keep my attention? And with basketball, football, all the others, I would say, you have something new every game. Just because you have so many variables. Right. And baseball's variables are really minimal. Right. And and that's what you're saying, to your point, because the defense controls the ball. They only want you to be able to do X, Y, and Z with it. And I, I completely, I actually think it's a very good point, is that, I mean, obviously, a lot of the baseball purists will argue and say, no, it's different. If you look at it just from an average fan perspective, all the, all the highlights look the same. They do. And so... Um, well, just and, Joe and Schmo clicking through is going to say, okay, I've seen this before. And and that's because, I mean, the, the team putting the ball into play has literally, they all have the same objective. Get the out. Get three right. outs so then we can hit. Right. And so, and there's no, and then like other sports, like I said, in basketball and football, there's different ways to score. In baseball, there's only one way to get the out. There's, I was going to say, mean, there's there, only... there are different ways. I mean, once the ball is hit, there's only one thing. Catch it or get it out. At, at right, there's limited outcomes from every single play. And even to the point where when you're on second and you're playing second base, you're calculating, you know, where's the out, right? Where's the first out? Yeah. I need to throw to two first and then one or whatever. And you already right. know. You already have like a guidebook of exactly what you should do. Where literally every season, coaches are coming up with new plays. Mm-hmm. The Philly Philly was something we had never seen before, right. really. Like right. that, new things are happening constantly in those sports. And baseball has really stalled out. Except for getting faster, like right. the pitchers getting faster and getting crazier. But like to me, watching the strike box and being like, wow, that was a crazy pitch. You can not pretty interesting. Much eliminate all the other players then. Because that's how like, I that's feel. All you watching only, especially in the strikeout scenario. Obviously, it's kind of a pure, like beautiful part of the game, in which it's just like a one-on-one battle, right? Right. But to the point of, it's only like basically a couple ways to get the out. In basketball, it's like a zillion different opportunities. You can get the dunk, the layup, the three-point shot, the alley-oop, the mid-range, right. the this, the that, pick and roll, steal. Blah, blah, you can blah. bounce it off somebody's hand, hand by accident and it yeah, can go in. Roll like, it off your elbow. Right. And in football, you obviously, you have various different kinds of like passes. You have run plays. You have trap plays, like Philly Philly plays, kick return, all kinds of different stuff, which could ultimately 
end up and then and then like and then yeah the other way around where if the defense forces a turnover if they get into a situation they could intercept it and then return it for a touchdown right or a fumble and then take it for a touchdown every so play obviously very different ways to score just well, about every single time every play in football could be a touchdown Right. At any time. At any point. Could yeah. be a turnover, could be a touchdown. That's what keeps it the tension up and keeps it exciting. Whereas every at-bat, I guess, could be a home run. Could be, yeah. But, but the likelihood, you already said, how many times do they even hit it? Right. As a perfect segue to my next point. And it's the only sport in which requires you to, if you're a good player, to hit the ball 25% of the time. Is considered good. It's considered good. You're a solid, good, really good player. Ugh. The elite players, like the elite batters, are hitting 300, so 30% of the time. And it's the only sport or like man. 30% of the time at bat or pitch? They're they're hitting the ball into play 30% of the time. So they're going up to bat. Okay. And they're, they're hitting it into play 30% of the time. Okay, I got you. Not okay. 30% of the pitches. Because that would be kind of high. Right. Okay. Um, it's the only man-played sports, so not like NASCAR, where the calculations is all the way down to the hundredth. That, sorry, thousandth of percent. Well, and yeah. to me, the only time it's interesting is if you understand all the stats. Right. Because a layperson watching doesn't know that this guy coming up is like the best hitter on their team because he has this crazy percentage and, you know, this pitcher is terrible at pitching to him and it's been no- – like, I don't know this stuff. Right. Like, as just watching – and then the announcers can't explain all of it in the couple of minutes you have at him at bat. Sure. So I think the people who understand it, like understand all of the stats behind it, it's probably interesting. Which, is, I mean, which is – I mean, but that's old people with time who are retired. <laughs> it, it's or if you're like a scout or something, it's because it's the amount of statistics that are available or even can be calculated in baseball versus other sports is, I, I want to say with no exaggeration, tenfold. Which other is sports. insane when there's so limited movement. And I think, and but that's they have to put those calculations in because when you have so many games. You had to try to quantify make, it exactly, right? right? So uh, that's what makes it just you know so some way to break it down yeah, because and, just seeing him at bat is not helpful to me, right? I'm and, not going to be like, oh, that was his third time at bat, and he got two foul balls and a, and a whiff, and <laughs> right, yeah, it's just it's it's too much for just somebody who's just trying to enjoy the game. I gotta say, playing though is pretty fun. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty fun I, yeah, to play baseball. Yeah. It's very stressful at bat. Sure. Yeah, but it's fun to be in the... I like being in the field. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a fun, enjoyable... Hard to pick to up. Like a pickup game? Sure. Yeah. That's, Another that's reason true. I think maybe it's not as popular for kids. That's true. And, um, and I don't think that... With that being said, I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that because that's the way the game is that it's like a bad thing or a negative thing and i don't think it can be fixed either like, yeah i was gonna ask you dude because cricket is still super popular right and i but don't there's like running and but i for 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 me i i think what baseball should try to do 
is that they should try to advertise and like steer in that direction that the game is a defensive game. And oh, play it up. And right, because they always because they always are trying to say, well, we're going to make it faster. We're going to limit this. We're going to limit that. We're going to make it so we have less this, so we have more that. But I think that they should really drive that home. That it and you, that's their unique feature. Build the tension. And that they should praise that element of the game. Is that they're trying to you know keep it players off the base, off of you know the bases and stuff like that. That would be more compelling to me. Right. That you're losing every time somebody gets on base instead of maybe one step closer to maybe getting a run. This brings me to my next point: a possible change in the way baseball is scored. I understand this is a radical idea to baseball purists and it might rub some people the wrong way but I think it's a very unique way to score a baseball game without changing the way the game is played so instead of each run being points every time they cross home plate make every base a point so now there's much more values in just base hits and there's much more value. Every at-bat now matters. Every at-bat can ultimately lead to points on the board and scoring. And uh, it, it puts a lot more emphasis on guys who steal bases. Their, their value increases. And it doesn't take away from the guys who are just big sluggers. Those guys have a, the ability to put a tremendous amount of points on the board now. And uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there. But then what about the intentional walk? You're basically removing that uh, defensive element out of the game completely well in my opinion not entirely you you still have that to your disposal because now if you make every base a point you're going to see games in um much higher margins you know possibly 20 to 30s maybe even 40s uh points would be you know like your final score so if you have let's just say a 10 base run lead you can afford to intentionally rock one, maybe two guys, because you still have that cushion available. So it doesn't exactly have that much weight, so you can still throw in the intentional walk if you wanted to. But now, making bases points instead of runs, it makes every at-bat much more intense, and it, and it causes people to pay much more attention to everybody who comes to the plate. And I think another thing that's going to help with uh, baseball in terms of its viewership, in terms of its likability, is uh, sports gambling. I think sports hmm. gambling is also going to play a huge part into um, viewers because now that gambling is at least uh, a little bit more uh, legal and you have a little bit more ability to bet on it, you have a lot more... Um, we have stakes a in the access game. and stakes into the game, so now you can see what's at stake and what's on the line, and you can kind of learn more and kind of see. Then you have a uh, you get you get more interested into the game, and it makes it a little more personal. So now you have something that you can gain or lose by watching the game, just you... by uh, you know putting a little bit of money on it. Don't put your paycheck on it, but just put a couple bucks. That would be more interesting because I have to say, watching the Orlando Magic live, we did that last year maybe. Yeah. We got like complimentary tickets and went. And they had a deal going on yeah, that if you yeah. made five, I think, three-pointers, uh-huh. if the Magic made five three-pointers, 
you got a frosty from Wendy's. Yeah. A free frosty, like right. within the next couple of days. Right. And let me tell you, I was bored to tears, but whenever they hit that three, I was watching because I yeah. wanted to see that happen. So I could see how saying bet on somebody gets to second in the first three innings or something. Something sure, weird. Sure. Something bizarre. Not just like X amount of home runs or X amount of runs or X amount of points total or anything like that. I want to see like the weird bets, you know, like so-and-so catches somebody out, you know, like right. one specific person's going to catch a fly ball. Right. Then the whole time you're watching that one guy. Sure. I could see how that would be interesting. I'm not going to bet on baseball, <laughs> personally. No, no. I but I can see how that would bring the younger viewership kind of back in. I do like your point of make it a defensive bout. Make it, get the announcers talking up, not can he get a home run? Is he going to slam it to the, you know, left field and get on base? Is he going to get a two? Put, make it about, like, can he keep them off? That this guy is trying to stop this other guy from encroaching on his territory. That is more interesting to me. I don't think they'll do it, honestly. Right. I, I think it's a great idea. I think it would be interesting to watch a season like that and see. But they've been doing it the same way for literally 100, 100 plus years now. Mm-hmm. And I, I unfortunately think it's just going to keep declining. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I, 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 I don't think they will either. But I think, like I said, this is just a theory that I have and I think it's just um, something that you know if I had any sort of uh, role in baseball I would try to implement and try to see if we could you know push it in that direction can, uh, do you think may, the only reason I can think of in like the next maybe 20 to 25 years that baseball would have like some kind of resurgence would be one they butcher football to the death like essentially because of injuries um, that we really can't tackle anymore. If yeah. you if you really parse football way down because of injuries. And unfortunately, I see it going that way, and I think it has to because people are just getting brain damage. I mean, left and right, it feels like. Yeah. And kids are not even playing tackle, which, thank goodness, they've kind of stopped that. You're doing touch pretty much up to high school. But I could see parents being like, put your kid in baseball. They're not going to get hurt. They're not going to get beat up. They're not going to get well, their nose busted and their arm broken. Well, they're definitely going to get injured. ACL torn. Just because the volume of the game that they have to play. That, you know, but you're talking about serious baseball. I'm talking about just get a kid into it it's when he's six years old. Okay, okay. Play through yeah, high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're committed to the sport. You're interested in it. You know what I do enjoy watching? High Fast pitch softball. College fast pitch softball, women's softball, yeah. is so much fun to watch. Yeah, that's almost... It's a faster game to me than baseball. That's almost a different game. It it really does feel like a different game. I would love to see kind of some of that energy pop up in baseball. Yeah, and I think... think Part of it is the girls are so into it. Yeah, and I mean, I... um, Yeah, I think that if they had some sort of... Like you said, more like energy and stuff like that. But it's it's just hard because a lot of these games, I mean... Some of them are played, you know, just on a Tuesday afternoon. Right. I mean, it's just... It's hard to watch. There's not, you know, there's not going to be a lot of people there at the games or they won't be that energized or whatever. And I mean, and I get that when you're, especially if you're a team that's like it, like way out in first place and, you know, it's the middle of July and you're playing a game against, you know, a team who's in you know, last place or something right. like that. 
Like, I understand that you're not going to have that, you know, October fire and just, like, you know, come out <laughs> and just, like, be ready to, you know, conquer the world. I understand you're going to have those games. Do you, do you think if they reduce the schedule, it would get people more excited? Like, here's the thing. I'm thinking of NCAA football. Mm-hmm. You have 12 games. Every single game is super important. Even if it's a lollipop game, you're playing some nobody who just wants to be on TV. It is a big deal because if you lose one game, you're not going to the national championship. Or you're barely going. Yeah, you can lose one match. Whereas baseball, how many... Okay, so what's a great team in baseball? If they win like 80 games? 100 games? Like what's like the best team? Uh, 80 to 100. Right. So you're losing half your games. And you're the best you're, team. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, if you lose, yeah, if you lose about, you, you can lose about 60 or 70 So, 70 my, my point with that is, where's the motivation for the fans? And where's the motivation for the players? They're collecting $300 million. They can just go out there and stand there and, and go think, home. And I think a lot of it has to do with, it's, it's almost the opposite of your college football thing. Is that right. they get to watch their team play and obviously they obviously they wanted to win, mm-hmm. but if they lose, it's not over. They they yeah. You can kind of watch them and see where they their shortcomings are, and kind of like watch them slowly develop, develop and improve, and then win those games mm-hmm. later on, which get them into the playoffs. But then that's a weird thing because the playoffs are hugely popular because, because though. The, because but but then. If you get to the baseball wild card game, like to that point, mm-hmm. it's literally one game. Right. And then you play, and whoever wins that game moves on to the uh, either the NL or the AL uh, DS. And then they put the, the actual like best of five or best of seven. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just it's kind of odd that that's how it. That is a little weird that you get like one randomly in there. Right, but but I gotta um, say playoffs are the most well attended, most watched games, and I think that they have something to show for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Like you're talking about, how much do you think the MLB's got to be making the majority of its money from the season in just that short time period? Um, I I would say I'm not sure. I don't, maybe I, I don't have the facts maybe. in front of me, but I would say that they definitely make a considerable Because their amount. seats are so expensive, too. Yeah. Regular season, if you can, you like can, you can actually get very, very affordable tickets. Right. But then, yeah, once the playoffs come around, you got to pay the big bucks to get in. Right. So I just think it's interesting that I don't see the point in having this many games. Yeah, it, it's... They're not making that much money on them. They're, they're making a pretty good amount of money. You think? Yeah, for sure. Okay, and so it's so just money. I it's a lot of money and a lot of it about like TV contracts and did, stuff. Did um? Oh, I guess we have a twenty-four hour cycle of TV now, so you always have to have something on TV. Right. Did um? Where is it always this many games? Um, like in the forties, were they playing one hundred and sixty games? No, they weren't always playing one hundred sixty-two games, but there were definitely a a lot. I, okay, so I, it's always I, I been think that, that way. I mean, it's they've always been the king in terms of the most games. It's 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 more about, um, I guess, like their angle is longevity, and um, 
just seeing how you you know you stack up versus like different parts of like the year not only do you like how you can't like, just have like, a good like, run. How, like how like how do you play over the past month or how do you play versus you know your rival or your um, teams in your division or teams in your uh, your league and stuff like that so I, I gotcha. think that's a different like I gotcha. way that they kind of look at it so anyway so so we um, don't know how to fix baseball so I mean is there does it need to be fixed I don't think it needs to be really? fixed. really I don't think because I think that the game is is a very you know it's a it's a unique game i think it's you know it's the i guess how do we fix the viewership i mean uh the viewership i don't like like i said i don't think that you've um in terms of you know getting more viewers right um limiting limiting games i don't think is the answer because i mean what would be the amount of games you want right i get you you know i i I mean i just don't because even if they cut it down Hundred. A hundred. You're still got sixty two. Yeah. So I mean versus, you know, football, for instance. I guess if they could just do like fifty two and it's every Saturday. <laughs> so it's Because um, I don't want to watch baseball on Monday night or whatever. So, um but I think it's just a cultural change. I think it's just something that you say you don't try to push the offensive part anymore because that's never been baseball's game. Baseball right. is a defensive game. You're right. So, um, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, that's our um, newest edition of this, uh, I guess maybe a series, possibly. And uh, different theories on sports. Uh, this one's our first one on baseball. So It's uh, a defensive game. Yeah. So, uh, tell us what you think. Um are you a baseball fan yourself? Do you like the way baseball is, or do you think it's boring? Uh, let us know on uh, Twitter or Instagram at the Doster Roster. And uh, this is uh, this is this is this podcast <laughs> will be available on SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. Will you say something? I want to know if you agree. Do you think that Paul's right? That like maybe one of the ways we can help this game get a new run and get a better foundation in the younger generation is to play up the defense or is it just going to slowly be dying out in America and we're going to see it fade away I want to know what they think I want to know if they have a solution because yeah. I don't know what the solution is but I'd love yeah. to see other people's ideas yeah I do too so um, well uh, definitely open to your comments and opinions likes and dislikes so Tell us if we're totally off base, because that's fine, too. This is just some thoughts. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Um, Until next time, I'm Paul. I'm Claire. Be good, y'all.